Well, welcome everybody to Church on the Lawn. What a beautiful day we have, and, and we're going to worship the Lord. Pastor Gary's here to do a wonderful message, and we're going to get started with a glorious song by the name of Glorious, right? Here we go. All right, everybody. If you're at home, I want you to clap your hands just like this. All right, we're going to celebrate, we're going to worship. Yeah, glorious. 
right. Amen, everybody? Can I hear an amen? Those of you at home, amen? All right. Now, just kind of think to yourself about your love for God in this one. What would we do if we didn't have him in our lives, right? shaking, but we shaking, right? 
is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me. Lead me to your love to those around me. Amen. All right, Bill, we're going to have... Some announcements kind of come up here, and uh, we're going to have a great service today, and so here we go. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Ron. That was amazing today. So good to see you all. We've got people on the lawn. We've got people in the parking lot. Allie's in the parking lot with her chair. It's so awesome to see her. Can you hear me out there, Allie? Okay, everyone in the parking lot can hear me. It's so good to see you all at church today. Uh, it's such a wonderful day. It's actually really nice today on the lawn. It's nice and cool. There's a breeze. It's wonderful. So hopefully more of you can come. Uh, yeah, so uh, just some uh, announcements for us all. Uh, one, uh, prayer and Bible study Tuesday and Wednesday night on Zoom at 7 o'clock. Try and log in 10 minutes early for Pastor Charlie. Pastor Charlie's here today. Yay! Uh, also, uh, just to let you know, elementary and toddlers, uh, um, Lily is going to be teaching today, uh, you know, on Facebook at 12:30, and I'm going to be teaching the youth and young adults today on YouTube Live. We're moving it from Instagram to YouTube Live. I'm going to be interviewing my mom, and I, you know, last week I think I gave my mom a little bit of a bum rap. I said she was uh, a really great, she was really great at disciplining me. Well, also my mom was a lot of fun. Uh, I have to tell you, I laugh more with my mom than anybody else. So you don't want to miss it. She's got cheers, like she's going to do a cheer that she used to do when she was in high school. She's got really amazing stories you're not going to miss. Honestly, I, she told me some new stories that I didn't even know, okay? So it's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely tune in, YouTube Live, 1230. It'll be available on our YouTube page afterwards and on Facebook. So please, please uh, tune in. And we're, I'm going to be talking about God's discipline today, just to wrap it up from last week. Uh, yes, and then also... Just remember, there's a lot of different ways that you can tune in uh, for church. You can come visit us here on the lawn. Uh, you can sit on, bring your chair and sit on the lawn. You can drive in and just hear us uh, from your car with the windows rolled down. You can tune in on Facebook or YouTube by just searching New Heart Foursquare Church. Uh, and then you can also listen to us. The audio is available on our website at newheartforyou.com or through Apple Podcasts. If you just search New Heart Foursquare Church, you can get that on your phone as well. So there's a lot of ways that you can attend church. Uh, also, we wanted to just keep reminding you uh, about the election, uh, registering to vote. The last day to register to vote is October 19th. I think my uh, bill is going to be putting it down below for people on the, on the broadcast. If you go online to registertovote.ca.gov, you can register to vote. And, you know, we really, uh, really want you to be engaged in this election. There's a lot of, especially local elections and state elections, that really make a difference in terms of our ability to meet here and worship together. Uh, and, you know, we don't just have a, a freedom to worship. We have a right to religious freedom, which means we can take our faith outside of church property, at work and at school and in government and anywhere and everywhere. Uh, we have that right in this country. It's not limited to the freedom to worship. And right now, we're seeing an unprecedented level of 
uh, obstacles and uh, assaults on Christianity and the Bible in our society today. It's, it's crazy when churches are shut down, but uh, pot shops, abortion clinics, liquor stores, and casinos are allowed to stay open. They're burning the Bible in the street and setting fire to churches. They're bringing down uh, statues of religious figures. They're, they're vandalizing them and they're tearing them down. We really need to be engaged in this election and be researching the candidates and asking ourselves, who's really going to be standing up for our religious freedom and our right to assemble and spread the gospel? So please, please, I know a lot of you aren't necessarily watching the news because it's too difficult to watch right now with everything that's going on. But please, please, I just wanted to let you know what's going on out there and what we need to be thinking about and praying about what we need to be looking out for when we're deciding who to vote for uh, in November. So thank you so much. Uh, and then offering, just to let you know, uh, you can give your offering online. My bill is going to put the website down here. It's newheartforyou.com uh, slash give dash online. Uh, you can also leave a check in that red box over there, um, or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. So now what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a special, it's a married sermon. We've done youth and young adults. We've done elementary and toddlers. We've done men. We've done women. My mom and my dad are going to come up here, and they're going to do a little sermon to help all the marrieds during this time. And let me tell you something. My parents really love each other. Like, they, like, have this, it's a, they're a little slower now than they were when they were younger, but... The, their love for them has only grown stronger. And, you know, during this time where we're all stuck at home, kind of, you know, you would think that you'd get, you know, get upset at each other or bicker or, you know, get frustrated with each other. That actually has not been the case with my parents. My parents have actually gotten along so much better during this time. And, you know, their love for each other has only grown stronger. So we want to invite them up, and they're going to tell us some of the secrets to their success. And we have a picture of them when they first got married as they come up. So go ahead and put that on the broadcast. Praise the Lord, everyone. All you Marys out there, clap your hands unto the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Well, Charles said we're going to give you some secrets. Actually, the secrets are in the Bible. You can find them there. All you have to do is do them. That's the hard part, the doing of it. Amen. And can I get an amen? All right. Well, uh, we wanted to speak to you today and encourage you because during this time of close quarters, you, you can also make it a time of enrichment and development of your marriages. And it's been true for us for the last five months. Marianne and I, you know, constant contact. You know, we uh, go shopping together. We cook together. We eat together, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so you don't really have the luxury of being mad at each other because you're going to be right there with them. So you may as well get along and be in peace. Amen. Amen. We have to do Amen. what it says in Ephesians 4.29. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that you may minister grace to the hearer. And it says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave us. Ain't that right, babe? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we got married 37 years ago, almost 38, October 13th will be our 38th anniversary. Um, you know, we thought we had a match made in heaven, you know, because um, I don't know if you've heard of that show, At First Sight, 
you know, at first sight, I thought, man, this is the guy of my <laughs> dreams. He was so cute and so sweet, you know. And I've told people he used to help blind people. And I thought, man, if this guy can help blind people, he can really take care of me. So anyway, we thought, you know, it was a match made in heaven. But then we realized as we got going, we have to live out Christianity. <laughs> we have to live that marriage out as we go along. And when we were, we never thought of that when we first got married. But then after a while, then you realize, oh my gosh, you know, this is um, a for challenge. Real. It's for real. <laughs> it's for real. That's right. So I think one of the things that um, really has kept us together for all these years is uh, we really have that commitment. The word is commitment to me. And, you know, a lot of married couples, some, some of them don't have that. You know, it's, you can't be selfish in a relationship because, you know, we want to help one another, we want to be with each other, but most of all, we believe we're still together because of the Lord, and the Lord has kept us together. Yeah, we found out that we're not immune to disagreements or situations where we don't see eye to eye, but we work them out. Like, for instance, even in preparing this little lesson, we got in a little argument because I wanted to use a phrase, and she didn't want to use the phrase. And so she said, well, you know, if you, you ask me to help you, and if you don't want to listen, then just, just do it yourself. That's right. I said, no, wait a minute. This is a marriage thing. We can't just do it ourselves. So we went to our corners and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord always ministers to us. And then we were able to come back and say, oh, I'm sorry. It was nothing personal. We just wanted to get it right. So, okay. So kiss, make up, and go on. So that's what we found to do. Just keep communicating and talking and expressing yourself. That's right. And during this time, we're learning more about each other. And what we're doing, and I just want to encourage all you marrieds, not just you marrieds, but everybody, um, on our website, we do have a Bible reading plan. And it's really nice because you only have to read the Bible 22 days a week off the plan, and then you can do what you want on the other days. And we've started doing that. And one of the things we're reading about right now is Esther. Queen Esther, and it's a great story, and it really applies um, to, you know, the marrieds, too, and also, you know, everybody else. Um, what happened was, um, is she, um, you know, she, her people, um, the king was going to kill her people. They were Jewish people. The king didn't know she was Jewish. So, um, you know, she said, well, I'm going to have to go and talk to the king, even though she could have gotten killed if she went into the king's presence. So uh, what happened was the king saw her out in the outer court, and he said, Queen Vashti, I mean, Queen, excuse me. Esther. <laughs> Queen Esther, uh, come here, and what, what is it you want? And so anyway, you know, in the end, what happened was she, she had done all these preparations um, to be with the king. She wanted to make sure she had favor in his sight. And in the end, she did because she obeyed and, and found out exactly what the king would like. And that's what we, as married women, can do. We can go to the Lord and we can say, hey, Lord, what is it that, you know, if we're having problems or we're having challenges, what is it, Lord, that we can do to get favor with this guy right here? Please help me, Lord, help me. And so, you know, um, and the Lord always does. He always helps us out. So in observing me these last five months in close quarters, what have you learned about me that you can use now to gain my favor? <laughs> well, uh, one of the things about my husband is he loves the Word of God. 
So um, one of the things, <laughs> that is the key one. He loves God and the Word of God. So like I said, we started the Bible plan, and we have read the Bible together, but we've never gone through the whole Bible together. So that's what we're doing now, and he loves that. He loves to read with me. The other thing is he loves to, ex when I ask him questions, he loves to explain what the Word of God is saying, right? Exactly. He loves that. And then the third thing, you know, like when I was young, I was kind of insecure about people liking me and things. And even with my husband, sometimes, you know, if maybe he says something to me and maybe he's not real happy about something, then I feel like, does he really like me? You know, does this guy really like me? But, you know, I found out during these times he really loves me. He's committed to me. And, you know, he wants to help me be a better Christian. And, yes, there are times that God has to... Um, talk to us and, and tell us what we're doing wrong, and, and he loves me through it all. Praise the Lord. Well, I think you forgot to mention that I was kind, considerate, <laughs> thoughtful, servant. Is that on your sheet? No, not that's on your not sheet. on my okay, sheet. Okay, okay. In your heart. But he is that way. <laughs> okay. So the things I've learned about Oh, wait, let me say this. I already knew that. This question was, what are the, some of the new things? Well, you got He's to been like that the whole time. But you got to see it up close and personal, <laughs> you know, day to day, okay. you know, because, you know, if you're, uh, if we're not in COVID, if you don't get along, you just go work out or you go shopping or you go play ball or do it, whatever. But you can't do that. It's just like you're there. So the things I've learned about you, that you do have concern for my personal life, mm -hmm. my church life, yes. our family life with our son, and you genuinely want to please the Lord in all that you do. That's what Amen. your heart is. And so Amen. you have been uh, faithful to me for the last 36, going on 37 years on our anniversary, October 13th, 2020. 2020. Are we going to make it to 2020? Make it to October? I think so. <laughs> So I want to encourage you married couples out there, find something that you both like and that you can do together and commit yourself to it. It's not always to find out the answers why you're not getting along in a book because, you know, everybody has their own personal story and relationship. And so you have to find out what the other person likes and dislikes. And uh, I can honestly say in blending our lives together, I'm a better person from Mary and Mary Ann. Yes. And uh, a long time ago, it seems like just yesterday, but uh, we're, we're still together serving the Lord. Amen? Amen. And I just wanted to, um, <laughs> amen. Uh, one of the things we're looking at for next year, whenever um, we're moving toward getting out of this whole COVID-19 <laughs> situation, we really want to put together a marriage ministry this coming year, uh, with, and we're going to be planning teachings and socials for the marrieds. You know, we're going to get together. We want to ignite our hearts for the Lord and for one another um, and towards God and each other. And the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 2 through 3, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. We all have faults. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So that's what we're going to be looking toward. Yeah, so as year. we get towards that time, uh, we're looking forward to your ideas, your input, suggestions. And in the meantime, be encouraged in the Lord. The Lord is with you. He's for you, and he's in you. Amen? Amen. God bless you. So right now, I'm going to introduce our speaker for the day. 
And I'm so excited when Pastor Gary comes, when Terry comes, because I know they'll give us a word that will encourage us. And it gives me a chance to just to sit back, relax, and enjoy a message from a different person, different perspective. They're using the same uh, Bible that we all use, but, you know, it's always good to see somebody that has something that is different than what we usually hear. So without further ado, we're going to welcome our energetic our exciting, our cheerleader in the Lord, Pastor Gary George. Let's welcome him as he comes. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Chuck and Mary Ann. Give them a big hand for their words of encouragement. Amen. Give yourselves a big hand. Come on. You can do better than that. Come on. Hey, I'm excited about Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, you got to tell me if I'm still in the frame because I like to move. I'm good? Okay. Well, praise God. You know, as we come today, God has great things in store for you. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, you came out. There are people at home. Hi at home, everybody at home around the world. For all the folks maybe in China, I would say to you, Isu ji duaini bingwei bongchuni. Can I get an amen? And for those in uh, my friends, my friends that speak Tagalog, it says, Amen? Oh, well, let me just say it for my friends in Spanish. Todo está bien. ¿Por qué? Dios es todo poderoso te ama. Come on, clap your hands. Amen. See, I, I, I got to be ready. Oh, and for Russians, Slava Bugu. Simple as that. Simple as that, okay? So, you know, I go around the world. I go to different places. I don't want to say around the world, but I go different places, and I like to engage people and speak to them in their language so they'll know that God loves them. Amen? We're anointed and we're appointed to work the work of the Lord while it is what? Called today. You know, the Bible tells you things that he wants us to be in advance and doing great things. The Bible says, and they that know their God shall be strong. Flex your muscles. Come on, flex your muscles. Be strong in the Lord and the what? Power of his might. And see, we have the mind of Christ. And in the times we're living in right now, we absolutely need to be ready to speak a right now word to a right now people doing a right now work because we're the anointed of God. Somebody shout glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, See, we're not just here to get fed. We're here to take what we eat and put it to work. Amen. See, when we sit, sit down and get a good meal and eat a lot of food, well, don't just sit there. Go work it off. Convert it and, and exercise and do the work of God. So we're working the work of the Lord, as the Bible says, while it is called today. Now, if there's ever a time that we need to be working the work of the Lord, it's right now. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, right now. Right now, glory to God. And I'm excited about right now because this is the time where we shine and we don't what? Whine. Say it with me. This is my time. It's my time to shine and not whine. 
Amen? Too many people are whining, 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 whining. You know why? Because all of the news that you're hearing is bad news. But guess what? You're appointed with the what? Say the good news. I'm appointed with the good news. Amen? It's just like when we're talking about marriages. So many marriages are having trouble, 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 trouble. Why? Because they're not doing, that's like my wife and I, when we got married over like, I think it was 40 plus years ago. Got to scratch my head. You know, we're excited. We're still in love and we're getting love. I got to wave to my wife. I love you, babe. She sends me love back. But, but see, that's the way you encourage one another while it is called today. We love, we show the love of God. Why? Now, I got to ask you a question. What is it in you that is your motivation? What is it in you that is your inspiration? What is it in you that is your celebration? Think about it. Sila, pause. It's real quiet. Think it real deep. If there was one word that was to define you, what would that word be? What is the definition of God? God is love. Sila. God is love. So what is your motivation, inspiration? Well, it's the love of God that is in me, that empowers me, that moves me, that impresses me, that reaches out, that has touched me to motivate me to love someone else. Amen? To love one another. This is the, the Bible says it's how we know that we are disciples because he, we, we love one another. Turn to your neighbor and say, I love you. With the love of God. I see a lot of people are just, you know, they're angry at one another. But get over it quickly. Get over it quickly and operate in the love of God. Amen. Uh, if you ain't learned nothing else today, you got that. You can go away victorious because why? You purpose. Now, how many went to college? How many getting ready to go to college? How many in college? All right. Or, or you never, Okay. Maybe, how many of y'all went to high school? I hope we got, everybody went to high school, all right? But what was your major? What was your major? Not your minor, what was your major? Well, everybody had a different major, all right? But our major should never change in Christ. Our major should be L-O-V-E, glory to God. God loves us, and that's why I take time to learn different languages because how will they know if I don't tell them? You know, you can, you can, I mean, it takes me a minute to learn how to say something like, uh, you know, God loves you in their language. And you'd be impressed how people are shocked. I was at, the, I was at Costco the other day, and there was a man I knew was from the Philippines, and, I, and he was selling air conditioner or solar. And I just came up to him, and I, I just said, uh, estaca? And he jumped back. He didn't expect a 6'4 black man to know his language. <laughs> and so I told him, which simply means you're the best. Right, William? Because God loves you. Wow, he said, wow, thank you, Pastor. He shocked me because he knew I was a pastor. <laughs> but nevertheless, what I'm saying to you is take the love of God everywhere you go. Take, just say it with me. Say, I will. Take the love of God everywhere I go. God is love, and so am I. 
Amen. We'll give yourselves a big hand. Amen. See, the message today was being fully persuaded. But the Bible also tells you if you, you know, you, you do all these things, you give your body to be burned, and, and you, you know how to prophesy, and you, you know how to say unto the mountains, be, be thou removed, and, and, you get, uh, and, and all of these things, the Bible says prophecies will, will fail, and all these things will come to pass. But the love of God is the key to everything you do. And that's why I asked you, what is the thing that charges you? What is the thing that inspires you? What is the thing that drives you? Getting up every morning, jumping up. Yeah, it's a new day, glory to God. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, it should be the John 3, 16 anointing. Got it? The, the what? Say it with me. It's the John 3, 16 anointing. All right, what is John 3.16? It simply says, for God so loved Gary. Gary, you got to put your name in it. You got to make it personal. For God so loved. Now, your name not Gary. You're supposed to say your name. Let's go, come with me and say, for God so loved. Hey, there you go. That he gave his only begotten son that if Gary would believe in him, he would not perish, but have whatever lasting life. Well, shout glory. I believe that. Amen. Now, see, if you believe that and you've tasted of the goodness of the Lord day after day after day after day, you're getting full and your cup is running over and your joy becomes unspeakable and full of glory. See, because why? You've seen God time and time and time again. Now, how many people have been saved over a year? Let me see your hands. Five years? Ten years? Twenty years? Thirty years? Forty years? All right. Well, give yourselves a big hand. You're saved. Glory to God. See, one of the things you have to do, you got to celebrate every day. You've got to celebrate the goodness of God every day. Why? Well, how many of y'all read the end of the book? I read the end of the book. I know what's going to happen before it happens because, see, it's just like you look at an old movie. You said, oh, I've seen that already. I know what's going to happen. So we, we, we are not intrigued by it anymore. But as a believer, God tells you the end before the beginning. So we're in the middle. Let's say we, we, where we are, we are moving towards a place of destiny in Christ Jesus. And we know the end. We know he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Why? Because we have committed and dedicated our lives to Jesus Christ. And he says, I am able to, I'm with you even unto the end. Now, I wish I was a younger person when I came to the Lord when I was in high school, I would have missed a lot of the junk that I went through. Why? Because I did it to myself. Just say, I did it to myself. How many of y'all been through stuff and say, I did it to myself. I made a wrong choice. I made a wrong decision. But today, I want you to clap your hands because you came to church. Clap your hands. What did you come to church for? What troubles are you challenged with? What new challenges are you? What new mountains? What new 
forces of, of opposition are coming against you. Well, guess what? You're getting good information so that you can run this race without stumbling, tripping, falling, going backwards, and giving up. So as I said, when I was in high school, I made some dumb choices. I made some dumb choices. And so if you're a younger person, guess what? Ask the older people. And I'm glad, Charles, you're going to interview your mother. She's going to tell you some things, and she's going to give you some insight and some wisdom. And I would tell the younger people, ask the older people, what did you go through? So, you know, there's a saying like this. It says, like, a wise man, a smart man learns from what? His mistakes. All right, let me say it again. A smart man learns from his what? Mistakes. But guess what? A wise man learns from other people's mistakes. In other words, they don't have to go through what you went through, even though you're smarter now, but you went through some heartache, some disappointment, some rehab, some setbacks, some stumbles, some falls, some slips, some, you know, addictions. Hey, guess what? Divorces, we ain't got to go through that. Just say, I'm not going through that. I'm not going through that. Why? Because I'm going to be, I'm going to build my house on the rock. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all building your house on the rock? How many of y'all building your house on the rock? Amen. It, it's not going to crumble. You know, the winds are coming. The rain is coming. The flood is coming. And the Bible says those that build their house on the sand, what happened? It was washed away. But those that build their house on the rock, can I say, can somebody say, I'm building my house. I'm building my house. Wait, let's make it more personal. I'm building my life on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, my Lord, my God, and my Savior. Well, shout glory. All right. See, one of the things we have to realize is that God has called us. God handpicked each and every one of us to work the work of the Lord while it's called today. You ought to feel some kind of special. You ought to feel some kind of good. You ought to feel some kind of great. You ought to feel something. Like the Bible said, it, it talked about, uh, who was it, Pastor with Jeremiah? He says, uh, it was like a, a, a fire shut up in my bones. Amen. So when that fire of the Holy Ghost is in you, it's that joy. It's that peace. It's that victory. It's that love. It's that hope. It's that mercy. It's that grace. It's the inspiration of God that makes us do what we do. Remember, it's the John 3.16 anointing that's on the inside of your soul that you, you know you can't keep it to yourself. You got to tell somebody else. Amen? Because God, somebody, when I was going to college, let me tell you how I got saved. I was going to Cal State L.A., and my wife, before we got married, she says, you know what, are you saved? I said, no, but my friend is, so can we go out on a date? What kind of evangelism is that? You know, my friend's saved. He go to church, and sometimes he'll invite me, so can, I, can we hook up? So, yeah, we hooked up, but, you know, it wasn't going right, and it, didn't, the more it wasn't going to last because it was built on the wrong premise, all right? But one day, my wife says, you know what? I done had enough of you 
before we were married. She says, you know what? I can see where this is headed. Church, you got to open your eyes and see where something is about to derail, something going the wrong direction. And so you got to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy is abusing me. This guy is, is, is talking bad to me. Uh-uh, that, that's not a good relationship. Selah, get it, let it get quiet. For those of you that are looking for love in all the wrong places, build it on the Word. And, and Pastor Chuck and Mary Ann, it's good for you to be instructing people, hey, look, we done made it this far. It's, we're a good witness. Observe us. And so, you know, you need a good example. And so, you know, follow the example of someone who is a success. Don't follow or don't listen to a person that's been divorced 10 times telling you how to get your act together. Come on now. Don't follow someone who just getting out of rehab telling you, hey, you know, I got it all together. If you do what I do, you'll be together too, all right? No, 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 no. What's the Word of God says? The Word of God says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do what according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Shout amen for me. Let me know you're there. Shout amen. Hallelujah. Hey, that's the secret. God is for us. God loves us. I have seen God all of these years that when I came, the Bible says you got to turn people from darkness to light. I was in darkness, and if you're in darkness, you don't know the difference between darkness and light. You think darkness is light. Why? Because you haven't tasted of the goodness of the Lord. When you taste of the goodness of the Lord, hey, I'm not going back. Now, you know what? I got 40 years into Christ, 20 years in the world. So I'm, what, 60? A little older than that. But, but the thing is, I can go back and say, hey, I'm going back in the world. Not even going to eat. That's never, never come across my mind. Why? Because the love of God is fulfilling. The love of God is overflowing. The joy of God, the peace of God, the victory of God, day after day after day after day, I see it, and I am experiencing it. And so that's what I want to encourage somebody. Hey, keep running. Keep getting stronger. Keep living longer. Because why? This is the time. So as I said, the church should shine and not whine. The Bible says, let your light, Matthew 5, 16, let your light. Say it with me. Let my light shine for the Lord that they may notice my good works and glorify my Father which is in heaven. Woo! So, so anyways, as you, as you work in the work of the Lord, you, you, you wake up every morning. Lord, here I am. What can I do for you? Lord, here I am. Where can I go? Lord, what, well, who can I call? Who can I, I, I give a word of inspiration? Who can, you know, because God's going to give you new songs. God is going to give you new inspiration. God is going to give you witty inventions and ideas. God is going to prosper you, not for you to just take it and covet it for yourself, but to, to, to spread the good news and to be about your father's business. When you go to high school, when you go to college, when you go to work, let God use you. Why? Because the Bible says we're no longer our own. 
we're bought with a price. Therefore, we glorify God in our what? Our body and in our spirit. So when I was in college, let me tell you how I got saved. Besides my wife giving me a nod and saying, Gary, you're going the wrong way, doing the wrong thing. She knew the Lord before I did. My wife grew up in Pasadena. And she grew up at an AME church. But, you know, a lot of people are in church, but church ain't in them. We are the church. You got to get the word in you. What's the do- defining definition or, or breakthrough with that church? You know, you, people tell me, I go to church, I go to church. And the next thing I hear them is blankety, blankety, blank, 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 blank. Whoa, what kind of church you go to? The, the, the church of the blank blanks. <laughs> so my wife, she would tell me, <coughs> my wife would tell me some things, you know, and, and she said, yeah, at our church, we, you know, it was on the corner of Orange Grove and what was Fair Oaks. Okay, how many of y'all remember that? Okay, the Pasadena folks. So she would tell me stuff like, yeah, at our church, they would, they, the, the man, we, there was a man, a drunk man, he came into the church and, and, and he stole the piano. I said, hi, he got away with a piano, pushing it down the alley. I said, wow, that was some kind of church. And then he said, yeah, Reverend Abernathy, he was preaching, and he slammed on the pulpit, and all this dust came out. I said, oh, they didn't clean the church? I said, whoa, what kind of church was that? But anyway, it was, a, it was an amazing thing. Now, I remember being in church. I've been in church 40 years, and I remember when the pastor was praying for someone, and Pastor Chuck, you know, when you lay hands on, on people, the, the power of God, and when the Spirit is moving, they'll fall out under the anointing. Now, when I came to church, and I was on, it was Raymond and Pasadena Sister Claire's, and, and they were laying hands on people, I say, hey, wait a minute, I'm a Catholic. I don't, we don't do that. But I went up there, I had a natural as big as this roof over here. Uh, my hands, I could touch the, 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 the ceiling. I was so tall. And I say, what, you want me to go in there? I, Pastor, I wasn't going in there. We were sitting on the outside in the car. And he said, you want me to go in there? And I saw all these people in the prayer line. And the next thing I know, I was in the prayer line. I was in the prayer line. Now, I used to get loaded. I used to smoke. I used to drink. I used to do all these things. But I say, wait a minute. I say, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And some people hesitate. Wait, 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 you going in there? Yeah, I'm going. Okay, my wife encouraged me. I went. And the next thing I knew, I was out under the power. Hey, come on, somebody shout glory. And I haven't been the same since. Hallelujah. He <laughs> got up with a shout, and I still got that shout. Hallelujah. Just tell your neighbor, say, don't, don't, don't lose your shout. Don't lose your shout. That's the title of the message, Pastor Chuck. I, I know I told you something. <laughs> Don't lose your shout. Glory to God. The Bible said the shout of a king is amongst them. Numbers 23. Look at 23:19. The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken it and shall he not make it good? In other words, how many of y'all ever got a check and the check bounced and it bounced and it bounced? And it bounced. See, God's word never bounces. God's word never returns void. If he told you he's a healer, he's going to heal you. If God told you he's a deliverer, glory to God, he's going to deliver you. And so I'm just here to tell you today that you can break through on every shackle, every chain, every situation. The enemy thought he had you, but glory to God, you're breaking through. And so in this day, in this hour, we're living in perilous times. The Bible tells you, you're going to live in perilous times. But guess what? 
all that you've been through, all that you're going through, is a pre-qualifier for your test tomorrow. See, all the things you went through, it's like, wait, I went through heartache. I went through heartbreak. But I'm still standing. Can I get a witness? I've been through trouble. I've been through fire. I've been through the rain. But yet, in Jesus' name, I'm still standing. Can I get a witness? Amen? I've been through, glory to God. I've lost loved ones, but yet I'm still here. I'm getting stronger. Just say, I'm getting stronger. I ain't lost my shout. Amen? I keep shouting. Amen? See, the enemy, who, who, the, pe- who are the teams that are shouting? Not the ones who are behind by 100 points. The ones who are winning by 100 points. Yeah, rah, 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 sis, kumbah. We are winning, glory to God. Guess what? Why the church should be shouting? Because we know the end before the beginning. We know what God has promised us he's going to fulfill. God is going to bring it to pass. God is going to work in your favor. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, I know we all know it, that all things, say it with me, say all things. Now, what are some of your all things? What are some of the things that you are dealing with right now that you're saying, wait, whoo, I don't know if I can get through that. Whoo, I don't know. Well, guess what? The Bible said call for the elders. That day we're going to pray for you, right? Right? Am I right? Pray, pray, pray. Pray for me. If there's ever a time we should be praying more, it's now. Don't whine. Don't, don't lose your shine. If you whine, you lose your shine. The Bible says that do all things without what? Murmuring or complaining that we may be blameless and harmless as sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a what? Crooked generation. It's crooked, crooked, crooked. Now, Charles, you were talking about, yeah, they're allowing people to go to casinos. And last week or the week before, I was in a casino. Pastor, Pastor Gary, you're in the casino? Yeah, I was in a casino. I sure was. And I wasn't pulling the one-armed bandit. I was passing out gospel tracts. Give me a, come on, pat me on the back. Say, you go, boy, you go. <laughs> but do you know, and, and you know, it was around midnight. Say around midnight. What you doing in, in Las Vegas around midnight? I was making a connection from Las Vegas to San Antonio. And so God told me, he says, what? Well, you know, my wife, I said, honey, before I leave, we got to make some tracks. I'm notorious for having gospel tracks, or, 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 famous for having gospel tracks. And I'm passing them out. I'm passing them out. And, and, and Pastor Chuck, keep passing out your cards to people to, hey, come to church, come to church, come to church, come to church. Why? Because we are lifeline between heaven and earth. Glory to God. We are the lifeblood breathing into this land, the hope, the peace, the salvation that Jesus can give. You're on the Internet telling people, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Because why? Time is running out. For the, for the people who aren't saved, but for a believer, we're just gaining time. Amen? We're like a dynamo, Right? Why? We're getting stronger. We're getting more power, more energy. We're self-generating because of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. So that's what we have to do. So I was in Las Vegas, and it was a sad scene to see because there were a lot of people out there. They were at the casino, but most of them were kids. Most of them were young kids around 18 and to, to 
25 and 30, and they will walk in the streets. A lot of young girls, a lot of young boys, and, and, and you know, but most of them, guess what? I think they were thinking they were going to have a Black Lives Matter rally over there. Because most of them were people I recognize. And I say, I know your mama praying for you. I know, you know, you, and most of them gave a track. I say, can I pray for you? Oh, no, we know the way. We know the way. But guess what? They were out there hanging out. And guess what? When you hang out, you get strung out. Selah. And so God is reaching them. Wherever you are, you might be hanging out. You might say, I've tuned into this broadcast because I need a right now word from a right now God so I can do a right now work for his glory. Can I get an amen? See, God wants you on fire for him. So, so as, as the problems get more intense, guess what? We get stronger as your days are so shall your strength be. And the Bible said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. See, some people just put on half the armor. But believe it or not, as I was saying, when I went out under the power and I came up a new and different person, and I ain't been the same since, and no longer do I want that old life, because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? A new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Amen? I was, a, I was troubled to myself. I look in the mirror and I say, trouble, you, you, that's, that's, that was my middle name. But for the glory of God, when Christ came in, he said, I've got great plans for you. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, I know, I know, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil. Not of evil. How many of y'all had enough evil? Oh, you know, the Bible says my cup runneth over, but some of y'all have evil, evil chasing you. The Bible says evil pursues, pursues, evil pursues who? Sinners. Selah. Let that sink in. Evil pursues sinner. What? The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. And the wicked flees when no man pursueth. You know, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. And so as you stop and declare the word of God over you, the word of God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future. Say, I have a future. Say it again. I have a future and a hope and a joy and everything else that God has for me. So as I'm about to close, Give yourselves a big hand for enduring this time, <laughs> son and all. Amen. Look, the Bible says, if God be for me, if God be for me, who can be against me? Or rather, it should say, since God is for me. You know, wake up every morning, God, you're for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you from the south? You say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> my mother-in-law. She was from Georgia. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But so, so the thing about it is, if God is for you or sends he's for you, who can be against you? Just stand up and say, who can be against me? Glory to God. I'm strong. Glory to God. And look what verse number 32 says. He that, <laughs> he that spared not his own son, 
but gave him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely? Somebody say freely. Freely. Say freely. Say it one more time. Say freely. Give us all things. Woo! Well, get ready. I don't know what your thing is that you're believing God for, but God has said, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing to give you a blessing that, that, that's overflowing and your cup of overflow, you know, you said, hey, you know what? I'm charged. I'm ready. I'm ready to dismantle my trouble. I'm ready to attack the attacker. I'm ready to throw down. The Bible says in Luke 10, 19, it says, behold. Say it with me. Say, behold. I like that word. When you, do, do you ever answer your phone? Behold. It's Gary. What do you want? <laughs> I get so many calls from uh, uh, spam callers. And I'll, I'll say, praise the Lord, how can I help you? And I'll witness to them. You, you, you ain't got to go out of your house to witness. They're calling you. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. My, what's your name? And you'll ask them, oh, my name's Peter. Oh, Peter, let me tell you the good news. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus coming again. Come on, do something great for God. God has done something great for us, so we sure enough got to do something great for God. What scripture did I give you? Oh, behold. Behold. The behold scripture. The behold says what? Listen, hearken, understand this. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, for it knew him not. Beloved, just say beloved. Say now. Now. Are we the sons of God or the daughters of God? Now, 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 now are we the sons of God. Oh, I feel it. Glory to God. That's why I'm excited, excited. Why? Because now are we the sons of God. He said, well, when you die and you go to heaven, then you are. No, no, the Bible says now. God speaks in the now tone, in the now voice. Now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear where we shall be, but we know. Say, I know. I know. See, see, when you're living in the know, and you understand what you understand, that all of the situation that we've been living in on earth is a test, is a trial, is a situation. But, but I know that when he shall appear, we shall be, say it with me, say, when he shall appear, when he shall appear, I will be like him, for I'll see him face to face. How you say it in Spanish? Cara y cara. Can I get an Amen. We're going to see him face to face. Glory to God. Because as he is, so are we in this world. So guess what? We got the divine advantage. How many of y'all play tennis? And they say advantage. Well, we have the advantage in Christ. And so as we're in Christ, let's exercise our advantage. Let's utilize our advantage. Let's work the work of the Lord while it is called today. And so the last scripture I was going to tell you about, that you've been given power and anointing. The Bible says, hey, so when you're in school and you're high school and college, use your wisdom. Use your knowledge. Say, Lord, anoint me to do something great for you today. And the Bible says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And just say, nothing, nothing by any means shall harm you. 
So as we are closing and as we're getting ready to make a bold declaration and as we're getting ready to do something great for God, that God is going to pour out fresh oil. God is going to pour out a new anointing. God is going to do things in us that we can't do in ourselves. See, if we could do it in our own power and our own mind, then it was just an act of the flesh. But when it takes the anointing of God, that's what we're believing God for. Whatever trial you're facing right now, God is saying, uh, do you believe I'm able to do this? God asked a question. He said, he asked Ezekiel, say, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And God is asking you, are you ready for me to do a great work? Or do you believe that I can bring life to where dead areas of your life? And Ezekiel didn't say, no, it's impossible. Dead bones cannot come alive. But Ezekiel simply said what? Thou knowest. Thou knowest. And that's what we need to say to God. God, you know. Can I get a breakthrough? God, you know I can. And so with God, all things are what? Possible. How many are living with the possibility mentality? Not the doubt mentality, but a mentality saying, God, sure enough, you're going to bring me out. If you brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace, Sure enough, you're going to bring me out of my trials, trouble, and tribulation. Amen? Come on, let's stand as we're going to make a bold declaration today. And we're going to come to God, and we're going to, the Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready to do a great work for God? Are you excited about what God is calling you to do? See, the enemy says, if I can attack them and distract them, then I can slow them up. I can get them out of focus. But God tells you, go into all the world and preach the gospel. There are many, many ways you can preach the gospel. You ain't necessarily got to go out there all around you, people all around you, your neighbors, your friends, uh, your voicemail on your telephone. I, I voicemail on my telephone says, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus is coming again. Receive him in order that you may have eternal life. Ask God to pour out upon you the spirit of wisdom and understanding so that we can be effective for God. One day we're going to stand before God, and we want to hear those words, well, well, well done. Now, some of you are facing trouble that you like, God, I'd certainly come to church. I need a right now word so I can see a breakthrough because, God, I heard you're the God. Your name is Bel Perazine, the God of what? Breakthrough. Somebody say, Breakthrough. I'm breaking through, glory to God. You know, and parents, you're believing for your children. Isaiah 49, 25 simply says, I will contend with that which contend with you, and I will save your children. Come by, somebody say amen. All right, here we go. Here we go. So right now, what we're really looking for is a, a full commitment. If I wasn't fully committed to my wife when we said exchange vows, we would have had a rocky, rocky relationship. But because we said, I love you, and we demonstrated it, and we are demonstrating it, then we're seeing success. What we need to do is make peace with God. Some of you are, know you've been saved, but some of you said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway in, and I'm halfway out. I'm one step forward and two steps backwards. But to say, today, today, I'm going all the way. Say it with me. Say, today, I'm going all the way. Amen. I'm excited about it.
So pray with me, if you will. And I want to just say this last thing. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. And when you're saved, the Bible says God writes your name in heaven. So now you're living with confidence, and now you're living with assurance that my name is written in heaven. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of the game right now. I don't need to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. All I need to know is that I'm going to see God according to 1 John 3, 1 through 3, that I, I will see him face to face. I will see him. You know, the pure in heart shall see God. So let God keep coming to church because you're getting your mind renewed. You're getting energized. Keep reading your Bible because that's where the Bible says man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Pray with me, if you will, and let's make this declaration. Pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, pray it so the neighbors might hear it, and they might want to pray with us too. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name which is above every other name, the name of Jesus, my Lord, my God, my Savior, my eternal Father, right now, I'm calling on you. Hear my prayer. Forgive me of all my sins. Your word says, if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me of all my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. I am healed. I am forgiven. I am delivered. I am a child of God. According to John 1.12, it says, For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. I receive you right now because I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And right now, I am saved, hallelujah, to the glory of God in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Well, shout amen and shout victory, amen. amen. Thank you, Pastor Gary, for giving us an inspiring word, how to follow the Lord and be with him each and every day of our lives. Uh, if you are in that category where he said you take one step forward and two steps back, you can bring uh, him into your life in a full way again. So let's do that prayer as well for rededication. If that's you out there on the lawn or at your homes, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I've strayed away like the prodigal son. I want to come back and be in your love, be in your forgiveness, be in your provision. I ask you to receive me, forgive me of all of my sins, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed either prayer, the salvation prayer or the prayer of rededication, we ask you to contact us with the, uh, through the website by hitting contact on, uh, the, uh, on the website. We can make a, uh, if you make a, uh, a request, we can pray with you for healing, 
for personal situations that you're going through. You know, sometimes you need someone to help you and guide you through situations like Pastor Gary was saying. You know, we've been through a lot. We know a lot, but we can disperse to you what the Lord is saying in his word. So if you have that, leave a message and we'll get right back to you. You know, Pastor Gary, you're stealing my message from uh, next week. I'm going to be doing (laughs) a three-part series on God is with you, he is in you, and he is for you. Amen? So come back, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Pastor Gary. As uh, Brother Ron comes and closes us out with a song, I'm glad that you're here. It's good to see your smiling faces. I can see only part of it, but I know you're smiling on the inside of that mask. So God bless you. Amen. I can't wait to get a, uh, a call that's, that I can evangelize with. Because I get these calls on my phone all the time, like Pastor Gary says. I can't wait for that, Pastor Gary. I'm going to use that one, and you should all do that yourself. Anyway, we're going to close out today. Uh, what a great sermon that was today, and we're going to close out with a good song called Your Grace is Enough. All right, here we go. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. Jacob.